0: My name is Tony Winslow. I'm the host of Pitch Purpose, a podcast about social impact entrepreneurship stories. You are here because you believe that purpose and profit can coexist. Neither should sacrifice. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll be sharing stories from impact-driven op- entrepreneurs. And today we have Aaron Barrero. He is a husband, uh, director of a nonprofit called Our Cross to Bear, and he's a founder of a company called One Strive, and hosts the build in public community which is a lot of fun and i appreciate his his support in the community that he is building so without further ado aaron tell us about you and about the origin story of one strive perfect
1: so first i just want to say thank you so much for having me tony i think it's an awesome thing that you're doing with pitch purpose and i think we're really aligned on just how we believe how business can be oriented in our purpose and we can do a lot more than just look out for profit so Uh, It's a privilege for me. My name is Aaron Barrero. I am calling in from Matamoros, Mexico, actually, where my wife and I have a nonprofit um, where we're serving youth in underprivileged communities that we actually live in. And my story with OneStrive, honestly, it kind of came out of an old business that I started about six years ago. After I got out of college a couple of years, I tried starting a business in motivational speaking and leadership development. But I wanted to have a community aspect that supported youth and ensured their success. And at that time, I really didn't know how to create a strong, uh, intentional community. And so uh, fast forward, I got married and wasn't able to keep that business along and really started leaning on freelancing and and kind of focusing on what we were doing in Mexico. Uh, but I'd always had that entrepreneurial bug and that want to just really do something that I was really passionate about. And so started one strive again, but this time really focused on community first, and having a platform on LinkedIn to build community and really leverage from there has made a huge difference on how I'm approaching the business this time. Absolutely.
0: So, what would be your your leadership insights from you know having started uh, the business several years ago and that didn't work out until till now? What's your advice?
1: Yeah, I think there's definitely a lot of things that. Uh, really stand out to me i think one in general always try and do things the right way Um, i think that has been the guiding uh, principle for me is really keeping my purpose what i believe in keeping that first and oftentimes that doesn't translate to uh, profit or revenue right away Uh, and a lot of times it actually is going (laughs) to slow that down but sticking to it has also made sure that I don't really regret any decision I've made when it comes to business. So that's been a huge thing. And then the other thing is really understanding that to be successful, it's, it's going to be a process and it's going to take its time, but if you stick with it and if you really start to focus on high impact activities that also drive high impact uh, solutions and results, that's going to be the best way you can spend your time in your business.
0: Absolutely. I love I'm looking at the notes that you had prepared for a leadership insight and says, focus on doing what's right, even when others don't do the same. That's that resonated with me. It's something my mom used to always about talk about integrity. She would say, do the right thing, even when no one was looking. And that's something, you know, especially if you're uh, a one person business or no matter how size, you know, you you're you're focused on doing the, the humble and the integrity thing. And I appreciate that. So let's talk about social impact and how the, you know, the connection between OneStrive and the nonprofit that you serve.
1: Of course. So with OneStrive, the ability to do really focus on social impact just comes from the fact that I've been a freelancer for so long and the majority of our our income has gone to our nonprofit. So unlike a traditional nonprofit, we essentially, we got to Mexico. The original idea was to help uh, a church there, uh, here in Mexico. And after we spent about a year, we kind of realized there was a lot more that we needed to do. And that's when the idea of starting the nonprofit came from. But we never had donations. Um, we, we always were working and were, uh, anything that we did was driven by the income that we had. And so wow. when it came time to start a business, I really just felt like that was the way to go is... Tie the two things together and make sure that there's a bridge between them, but never sacrifice the things that matter most to us. And so um, always having social impact in mind is, is the way that i always want to do business and also try and move people more in that direction as well.
0: Love it. So let's shift gears a little bit to the build and public community. Tell me about that and what the purpose of this community
1: is. It's to help people like me. <laughs> um, the first headline I had when I was writing on LinkedIn was I wanted to write for the person I was five years ago. And the I person I was yeah. five years ago <laughs> was someone who had no idea what he was doing. And my parents weren't entrepreneurial. I couldn't really find people in my local community that were able to help me. And I found that by being on LinkedIn and you know sharing my experiences and sharing my goals and what I kind of wanted to accomplish, I was being, putting myself in a much better position for opportunity and for success. And sure. so uh, as I kind of learned more about Build in Public and started to see more people that were doing it, it just really came to light that for me, and I think a lot of people like me, uh, building in public is possibly one of the best ways to actually start and, and build a business. And so Build in Public as a community is focused on really addressing all those gaps that people face when they try to start a business. Um, it prides that platform that a lot of times, you know, the biggest thing is really understanding who you're working with, understanding your customer, understanding your audience. And a lot of people sometimes struggle to get to that point. And our platform, our community is meant to help bridge that gap.
0: So can you define what build in public, like what does that mean to you and what's your definition?
1: Honestly, I think um, it's, it's about being transparent and honest with what your business stands for and how you're trying to accomplish uh, your goals. And a lot of times we tend to be so afraid of sharing how we're getting from point A to point Z. And so we do a lot of things and hide it from people because we think someone might steal our ideas or whatever it may be. Build in public flips that on its head and it says, just tell everyone everything that you're doing and be open to the fact that if your business is going to succeed, it's because you as a person and your idea is unique. And no matter what other people hear or, or get from that, they can't take your idea and make it the same way because no one's going to be the, like you. And so uh, building in public is really translating that, being vulnerable and saying, I'm going to put it all out there and and, uh, hopefully people will help me along the way. What would you tell, you said you're
0: building what you're doing and you're doing what you're doing for yourself five years ago. What do you wish you knew five years ago that you you know now?
1: (laughs) I think of all things, it would be that execution is probably the most important part of your business because I've always been sort of a visionary person. Five years ago, my visions of what I wanted to do are not very different from what I want to do today, Mm -hmm. but I lacked the ability to execute on plans and on those different things. And honestly, like plans and vision and goals mean nothing if you don't have the capacity to execute. And A lot goes into that. It's not just saying, oh, you just need to execute. No, you have to learn and you have to understand what goes into that. But in general, I think a focus more on execution would have been something so important for me to have learned a long time ago.
0: Absolutely, that's something that I struggle with because I love to strategize and be a visionary, but then it's so easy to like get hung up on that and think, oh, I just gotta figure this out. But it's like, okay, just just do it, just do something. And that that makes me think of a question that was posted that someone had about like what is a purpose driven business and thought this would be a, a good time to to answer that. So, you know, for and I'd love your perspective too, Baron, but for me, purpose is about people. So you you start your business um, and you know, all throughout the idea with, with pitch purpose is at the beginning, you're thinking of a group of people that that they're in need. So whether it be the the teens that you serve, which we'll get to in a minute, or uh, Sex Slaves in India, which is another company that I talked to, or thinking about any specific group of people, that the decisions that you make and how you run your business, um, they are always in the, the forefront of your mind. So that's, purpose is a very broad statement, and it can mean a lot of different things. The, the danger with it is that it's, it's, too too vague and not actionable i mean any business can say oh my purpose is to do this or give people a better life that is the the strategy aspect of purpose but the execution that's impact that is what's measurable that is taking people from from x to to y you're taking them from their you know their old self and what they had to um, their new future and that's what's measurable so Let's talk about that for you, Aaron, for the connection between OneStrive and your nonprofit and the cause that you serve and the impact that you are seeking to make with these, with your people you serve.
1: I think that's such a lovely transition because really understanding purpose in an actionable way is so important for for anyone that really wants to make a difference beyond business we've kind of been sold this idea or this message that like business is is how much you make. And that's sort of the end of the story and success is going to be measured by that. And everything outside of that is later on, or it's when you have the time or when you have enough money and switching gears to be able to understand that you can do anything with a very clear purpose and it can all be tied together is newer than it should be. And so for us, uh, We are really guided by this idea. One, for me, my purpose in everything I've ever done is always helping and serving others. And with that being my guiding principle, it helps me really in any job to understand how to do it in a way that serves that purpose. And when it comes to our nonprofit and what we're doing in Mexico, it really ties to just the strong need that that people face here because it's there's so many different factors that that we began to see when we're here one is income a lot of people are making a dollar to two dollars a day um sorry an hour here and the days are long the 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 level of just what it takes to get into something that may pay a little bit more is just so difficult and then all the other things that uh, surround youth in this area the reality is where we live in the community that I'm sitting in right now, there are cartels, drug gangs that run this community and they know everyone here. And they're often recruiting youth in some way or fashion, whether it's to have them sell for them or to really influence the lives of their families. And so for us, it's about how can we make a difference in their lives and how can we show them that there are other opportunities out there than just that? Because a lot of times what happens is Youth don't get mixed up with gangs because they want to. It's because their family yeah. needs it. Their family needs help. Their family needs income. And so it looks like it's the right thing. And then you you sort of get trapped into all these different other things that begin to tempt you. And and for us, it's how can we create a different avenue, a different opportunity to show them that there is more to life out there and there are other, you know, better ways to earn better ways to to live your life and to help your family. So that's what our purpose is with our nonprofit, is to educate, to create a safe place here where kids, we work with kids. We literally have two year year old uh, babies come here with their siblings to hang out, to play, and then to learn. And our goal is to be able to create a system where we can create a support system for the young kids and then for teens, Uh, equip them with skills that are able to get them paid and earn a salary for whether it is to either go to college or to invest into some other program that they may want to start a business with so that's kind of what we're really driving us
0: awesome i love your story aaron i think that you are you unique and what all purpose-driven and impact-driven entrepreneurs should strive to is because you know, you're literally putting your, your money where your mouth is and where your heart is. And you know, I can tell based on some things that you've that you've shared with me and and on on LinkedIn that you've you know, there's been a lot of sacrifice that you've made um, through your freelancing and just to serve these teens and these kids in Mexico and it's been a lot on your on your shoulders. So what advice do you have for entrepreneurs regarding sacrifice? What encouragement or tips would you have for them?
1: I think so I think there's two ways I want to break it down the first part is to let people know like you do not have to go as far as we've gone right like it's not about martyrship it's not about like sacrificing yourself for a cause right it it just has kind of so happened that things have played out this way and we've decided intentionally to be here but to have a purpose-led business doesn't always mean you have to just give up your life and, and do all these things right it's it's understanding where your passion your abilities and and the impact you want to make where does all that overlap and then how do you uh figure out how you can do that and make that impact so there's always going to be sacrifice with the purpose-led business because it's not about you know, seeing the business succeed and that's it. There are a lot of other decisions you have to make and and it's hard to, to lead with integrity in business all the time. And so uh, that in itself is a sacrifice because like I said earlier, it's things are going to be slower. Things are going to take more time than you'd like, but it's worth it for that purpose, for that, that message that you're trying to work on. And then on the flip side, you know, it's, you have to be honest with yourself, or if you have someone like in my in my situation, my wife and I, we've had a lot of honest conversations. We've had moments where we've said, like, we're 27, 28, 29 years old. We could be doing so many different things. We could literally live anywhere in the world if we wanted to right now. And yeah. we've had that conversation where it's it's been tough, but we have the conversations. We're intentional. And every time we decide that we still want to be here. And I think that's the important part with sacrifices. You don't just throw yourself into it and then feel like there's no way out. There's always a a way out. You can always decide to do something else and that's okay. But if you're going to sacrifice, you need to continually come back to that, that question and say, am I still where I need to be? Do I still have the heart for this? Do I still care about this enough? If the answer is yes, and you're willing to continue sacrificing, then continue to do it. Awesome. Awesome.
0: So let's talk about your family. Tell me about your wife and her siblings who are with you.
1: Yeah. So my wife, her name is Rosanelli. I met her in (laughs) 2017. We met in September. We got married in January. Um, She's originally from Mexico. (laughs) Yes. That's great. And so she's originally from Mexico. I met her in the States. She was studying at a, a local Bible school where I was living. So we met, we got married. And... In that process, she had kind of told me about her experience and some commitments she had to come to Mexico. And so we talked about it together. We decided to come here together. And so where she, where we came, it's a place called Matamoros. And it's where she spent her last few years before getting into the state. So her family was living here. We've had four years, almost five now here. And through the transgression of the last four years, some things have come up and, in our lives. And um, about two and a half years ago, we actually ended up bringing in four of her her five siblings into our wow. home um, and it was really literally one day to the next that that happened wow. um and they were all teens from 13 up to 20 years old and we've kind of navigated a lot of different situations trying to support them to help them and it's kind of <clears throat> changed the course of everything right because our didn't yeah. just become about serving general youth in the community it became about serving uh, these young these young children that we're now raising as our own and supporting them and working with them through a lot of heartbreak um, and yeah. just throwing them that same thing in the home. So it's been a huge learning lesson. I always tell my wife it's been so strange because I'm 28, 29, and I remember what it was like to be a 17-year-old kid that wanted to be out and be with friends and be all these things, and at the same time, I'm almost an adult and responsible for them. And so balancing all this has been something um, that I'll never forget, obviously. And we've grown a lot. We've grown a lot through it. So
0: <laughs> yeah. So what's it like? So you and your wife—did you, you say you're both from that area, or you both lived in—and you have to pronounce it for me. But multi. Multi-modos.
1: <laughs> yeah, my wife is actually originally from a state further south uh, called okay. Guerrero. And I'm from, uh, South Dakota. I was born actually on an Air Force base. My dad was in the Air Force. Cool. Um, so we met in South Texas, um, in a city called, uh, Edinburgh is where we okay. originally met.
0: <laughs> so what's your advice for someone who is working with their wife on a purpose-driven nonprofit or business or working with their spouse? I
1: think. If there's any advice it's obviously we talked about communication but i think the other thing is just um, encouragement and like understand there's always going to be difference between you and them Mm -hmm. uh but you can never abandon encouraging them and making them understand that they're capable of what they want to do and and showing it and making it uh apparent right Uh, there are moments where it feels like we would like to be doing more but then we step back and we're able to see the impact we've made or seen literally, you know, my wife has takes a lot, of, big part in the education part. She studied uh, teaching and things of that nature when she was in college. And she's helped a bunch of parents, a bunch of kids, teaching them, teaching them how to read, um, getting awesome. some kids through high school. And so taking that step back and like saying, you know, you have a lot to be proud of, like your efforts have really made a difference. And so that encouragement has been huge for our, um, our work together.
0: There's this book that I started to read called The Gap and the Gain. And it talks about the the gap meaning meaning like where you were and where you thought you should be. So you think that you should be doing all of these things, like, oh, I really set out to do this. Like I only saved or a thousand dollars and I wanted to save two thousand. So it's like recognizing, okay, what's your gain there? You didn't you didn't fail. Like you still saved $1,000 or you still helped make this measurable impact. Um, So I love that, that encouragement aspect that you shared. Well, closing thoughts, Aaron, anything that has helped you as far as um, like people that you look to for leadership or books that you've read, podcasts that you listen to that guide you and and help you with what you do?
1: Yeah, I think encouragement that I'd like to share to anyone that Um, is an entrepreneur, wants to have a purpose-led business, it's make sure that you're not doing this alone. Make sure you are intentionally seeking out people that you're aligned with. Uh, Because the the biggest, I think the biggest difficulty that a lot of us face when we have a purpose-led business is this idea that it's so big what I want to accomplish. How is it possible? And when you get so into things, um, that that idea of encouragement and reflection and understanding that gap and that gain. Um, And just sometimes you just miss, you miss what's actually being done and what's actually being accomplished. And so when you can step back and you can talk with other people and you can share and you can just kind of be in an environment of people that you're really aligned with, it just gives you the perspective you need to keep going because there aren't enough people that believe in in what you believe and believe in what I believe. And um, to lose more of those people because they don't have the support around them um, is just a travesty, you know? And so I definitely would say, reach out, whether it's to Tony, whether it's to myself, whether it's someone else that you know that is doing incredible things and has a purpose-led business, reach out to them um, and just drop the message and say, hey, like, I'm trying to do this thing also. I'm really inspired by you and I would love to just chat, you know? And it's gonna go a lot further than you realize. And yeah. so that would definitely be my encouragement. As far as the resources, probably the most important book I read last year was this one called The One Thing, because it really changed my perspective on just my approach to how we're going to do this in the long term. This yeah. isn't a couple year gap, like we would love to have this nonprofit until the day we die, and then we would love for someone else to take that, right? And so understanding that. We need to have a different way forward, a different strategy for the next 5, 10, 20, 30 years. That book helped a ton, um, really focus on on where to get started and how to really start turning the page on on how we approach managing our nonprofit.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you for sharing, Aaron. This has been an awesome conversation. Really enjoyed it. I'd encourage everyone to connect with Aaron on LinkedIn if you haven't already and check out one strive uh, and the built and build in public community and and one thing i'll remember about aaron for a long time is uh that, you know I, I broke my elbow about five weeks ago or so and he messaged me after i made an announcement it was the only person that, that asked me um like sent me a dm on linkedin like hey how's your elbow doing and i was i was really touched by that And just a simple message to someone showing that you know, that you're, you're seeing what they're doing and that you care. And I appreciate that from you, Aaron. So thank you.
1: Yep. I think it's, um, it's a privilege. It's been awesome getting to know you. And um, I, yeah, I want to see anyone like ourselves, you know, succeed. And uh, I think this is an incredible platform that you're giving people. So continue thank to you. share these stories and thank you so much for, for letting me have a little part in it.
0: Absolutely. Well, take care, everyone. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Pitch Purpose podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe. And if this podcast means something to you, give it a rating on your
1: podcast app. Take care.